Hello, and welcome back to episode 14 of my podcast, Adventures with Abigail. I am your host, Abigail Jacobs, and today I am going to be talking about self-image. I am currently recording right in a little building in the middle of Nuremberg, Germany. So if you hear any unfamiliar sounds, that's what that would be. And yeah, I will probably talk about that a little bit as well, but I just wanted to make you all aware that this is my first podcast being recorded outside of America. So yay, I'm excited. (laughs) So as I said, I'm going to be talking about self-image today, and um, I really just wanted to talk about this because it has been on my heart for a while, and I really wanted to address the problem of today's young women, and also some young men, really, really struggling with their identity and the way that they look physically. And um, I wanted to address it from a Christian standpoint, because I think that there can be Um, some problems sometimes with the way that the world, the secular view, comes at it. And I really, really want you guys to be able to have some biblical backup if you are dealing with some sort of um, self-image issue or self-esteem and maybe you don't really know like how to um, see yourself in a better light. And I really, really just wanted to help with that. So, yeah, here we go. (laughs) Um, First, I would like to read a few verses from Song of Songs. I know that some of you guys might think of Song of Songs, or Song of Solomon, whatever you want to call it, as like the sex Bible, or the sex chapter of the Bible, but it's so much more than that. It um, I mean, yeah, it does talk about sex a little bit, <laughs> but there are some very, very beautiful verses in here talking about um, just how beautiful a woman is and how much her husband delights in her, and especially for you ladies who are listening to this, um, I, it might hit close to home for you guys. I know that when I read these verses, I think to myself, wow, ugh. I I don't even know. It just like hits in a different way. And when I I'm not dating anybody currently, um, and so when I read it, I don't hear it from like a boy's point of view. You know, I don't hear it from like a husband's voice. I hear it from God's voice and like God speaking to me through these verses. So as I read these, I want you guys to imagine that the Lord is speaking these things over you because He is. So we have. Song of Songs 1, verse 15. How beautiful you are, my darling. Oh, how beautiful. Your eyes are like doves. That's um, the, one of the, my favorite verses in the Bible, actually. And then here's another one. This is chapter 2, verse 2. Like a lily among thorns is my darling among the young women. And I just think that's so poetic and very, very, okay, let's be honest, it's romantic, but it's also just so beautiful. And when you think about God speaking these things over you and thinking about you like this, it 
um, really can change your relationship with the Lord and change your whole perspective on yourself, that God sees you this way. He sees you as so, so beautiful and like your eyes are just perfect. When the Bible talks about doves, they're talking about something pure and um, like valuable. Doves were a valuable bird and um, when the Bible talks about a lily among thorns, it's talking about there are so many other normal things or ugly things, but then there's you. You are a lily among thorns. Absolutely beautiful and striking and stunning. Um, and I want to read a few more. Listen to my Bible turn the pages. <laughs> okay, this is one of my also most favorite verses in the Bible. Um, chapter 4, verse 1. How beautiful you are, my darling. Oh, how beautiful. Your eyes behind your veil are doves. Again, the doves. Your hair is like a flock of goats. Okay, now we're going to stop because it gets kind of weird. Because <laughs> I have no idea what it's meaning when he says your hair is like a flock of goats. Like, I don't know what that means. Um, but we know from... Um, like ancient Greece, that in the Greek language, the original Greek root language, when something is repeated multiple times, it puts emphasis on that word or that sentence or that phrase. So if you say, like, I like beans, I like beans, I like beans, and you write it down, then people really know that you like beans. So when the Bible repeats things multiple times, it's very important, and we need to pay attention to it. It's almost like God saying, like, guys, do not miss this. This is important. And so here, we throughout this whole um, book of Song of Songs, it's a very short book, but throughout the whole book of Song of Songs, we have, um, have it written over and over again, how beautiful you are, my darling. Oh, how beautiful. Over and over and over again. It's multiple times in here where he is just calling his beloved so precious and beautiful. And, of course, um, Song of Songs is written between a woman and a man who are married. But when, you, when I read it, I read it as God speaking to me. And again, in chapter 4, verse 7, it says, You are altogether beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. And if you are a Christian and you have accepted Christ into your heart, Jesus, his death on the cross has washed away all of your imperfections. And so when God looks at you, he only sees beauty. He does not see your sins and the dark spots on you. He doesn't see any of that. He looks at you and he sees no flaw. You are altogether beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. Um, and I suggest to any of you guys, if you're dealing with like um, body dysmorphia or an eating disorder, or just any kind of body image issues, read Song of Songs over and over again. Memorize it. And when you read it, think of it as God speaking to you because it um, will change who you are. And um, I think one of the only ways, honestly, to truly, truly heal is to back yourself up with Scripture and truth, to ground your feet into the truth of the Lord and the word 
and um why do I want to say ruminate not ruminate um like <laughs> what's that word <laughs> when you um whatever whatever to ground your feet in truth that's the only way to really um begin to change change your habits your thoughts your um like pains and things that you need to heal from the only way is to have a strong foundation in the truth and knowing who you are in the Lord and knowing your identity in Christ and when you speak that self over when you speak that over yourself it will change your day and when you do it multiple times over and over again and get yourself in the habit of speaking truth over yourself it will change who you are really in it um I don't think we realize how powerful our words are because when I say to myself over and over again in my head, like, oh, I'm ugly, I'm ugly, I'm ugly, that I'm going to think that I'm ugly. There's no way around it. But if I ground myself in the word of God and I speak to myself over and over again, I am beautiful in the Lord, I'm going to begin to change that habit and begin to find my identity in Christ. Um, and so a little bit... Um, Enough of that for now. <laughs> I want to also talk about, like, your physical bodies. Um, so I think it's a very, very cliche thing to hear things like, um, beauty is on the inside, the outside doesn't matter, you know, that's a very cliche thing. Or, like, beauty is found within, you know. Um, but it's so true, guys. I know that it's so cliche and you probably don't want to hear it, but it's so, so true. The outward appearance has absolutely no, like, purpose, whatever, whatsoever. You know, um, we, if you are listening to the near Christian, the Christian perspective is that our bodies are just a shell. We are soulful beings. We are a soul and uh, like a spiritual being. We are not our physical bodies. My skin and bones and my flesh is not who I am. It's my soul, my personality, my emotions, my thoughts. That's who I am. And so this shell, this physical body does not matter at all. It doesn't matter what people think of my physical body or what people think of like my foot size or whatever. You know, none of that matters. And some of you are thinking like, I don't care what other people think of me, but I personally don't, I can't stand to see myself in the mirror. And I, I get that. Um, but you have to remember that people do not remember other people for their weight or their skin color or the length of their hair or how pretty their fingernails are. Nobody, like, I don't remember people because of that. I remember people for their laugh or their emotions or the, their personality. You know, I remember people for who they are, not how they look. And that goes for pretty much everybody unless you are very um, materialistic. <laughs> um... And so I just really want to drill that into you guys that we are spiritual beings in a shell, in a flesh body, and this body does not have any consequence. And, I mean, there are consequences to our actions, but my body it does not matter, so to speak. Of course, the Bible does tell us to 
um, respect the temples that God has given us and to keep ourselves clean. And I do believe that we should eat healthy and work out, you know, and keep ourselves healthy. You know, don't disrespect the body that God has given you, but don't be consumed with how you look because it truly doesn't matter. It truly, truly doesn't. You are not defined by a number on a scale or a bra size or a dress size. You are not defined by any of that. You're defined by how kind you are or how um, smart you are, you know, or when people are sad, you make them laugh. You know, that is who you are. And your identity is found in Christ. And the identity that Christ has given us, I just read in Song of Songs, that we are beautiful to him. We are beautifully and wonderfully made. He created us for a purpose. God um, put each of us together in the womb with specific intent. And there are reasons that we were born in the time we were born, in the place that we were born, with the parents that we were given. There are reasons for everything. And I am learning that more and more as I have been traveling and learning more about missions, that God does everything for a reason. And uh, sometimes it is crazy how much planning he puts into your life. Like, I... Uh, I don't even fully understand it sometimes, how much planning God has put into my life. How when, uh, like when I was a kid, I had different experiences that have set me up for so much success in my adult life that I couldn't even like, I, like I wouldn't even think that there was a correlation between that, but somehow God made it just right where my life has played out just as he has planned so that now, and that I am in Nuremberg, Germany, I have my past experiences and past failures and mistakes that I have learned from to make me into the woman that I am today. And so do not discount anything, any experience that you have, anything that you're going through, and say that, like, oh, that's not God. I mean, of course, like, if you have a family member or a friend pass away, or you are dealing with depression, or you are having problems at work, like, of course, those are not, like, from God, but he will use every single thing in your life for a purpose, and everything will work out for the glory of God, and let me say that again, everything will work out for the glory of God. I think sometimes as Christians, we think to ourselves, it'll all work out for my benefit in the end. That's not what the Bible says. It does not say everything will work out for the glory of Abigail. It says everything will work out for the glory of God. And so maybe I do have a family member pass away and I'm very sad about it. And I can't see how God would ever use that. But then 10 years in the future, I have a friend who has also a family member pass away and I'm able to comfort them because I understand that pain, you know. And that is giving God the glory that I, God did not put me in that situation. I was in that situation because of evil intent from the enemy. But still, God used it for his glory where I was able to minister to someone in the future about that same thing because we related on a different level 
then other people might relate. And so do not discount things that you're going through or have been through because in the future you might see like, oh my goodness, I went through that and this person that I'm talking to is going through it now and I know just what to tell them to give them advice, you know. Um, and I want to go back to um, the shell thing a little bit about how our bodies are just shells. Um, so I hope I made it clear that, of course, I want you guys to be healthy and eat well and nourish your body. Um, but also, if you have something about the way that you look and you just absolutely hate it, that is not from God. And um, you should not obsess over it because it will um, get bad quickly. I know it. Um, but, again, our bodies are literally just a shell without any eternal consequence. Like, in the end, the way that I look literally does not matter at all. And when you look at the time that I am on Earth versus eternity, the time that I am on Earth is the size of, like, a piece of dust. Like, the time that I am on Earth has no consequence and, and it's so, so short. It will be over in the blink of an eye. And do I really want to spend all of my life thinking about how horrible I look, you know, or how much I hate my body, or how fat I think I am? Like, no, I don't want to be focused on that my entire life. And I definitely do not want Satan to win that fight. Because whenever I am thinking to myself, oh, I really don't like how I look today, and then I let myself have that thought pattern for the rest of the day, and I don't take it captive, I'm letting the enemy win. In that moment, I'm letting him win that battle, and I'm just completely giving up. And um, guys, you should not let the enemy steal your joy for something as small as your outward appearance. It's such a small piece of who you are. The way that you look has zero um, like, really, like, zero, um, impact, honestly. Of course, maybe, like, if you're really pretty, you might be able to get, like, free food or something at a restaurant, if you have, a, like, a boy waitress, I don't, I don't know, but honestly, like, the way that you look has zero impact, and don't let the enemy steal who you are and your happiness and your laughter just so that you can constantly think to yourself about how much you don't like your body because it's not worth it. It's really, really not worth it. And if you take captive those thoughts, the Bible says take captive every thought, every thought, guys. If I have a thought in my head and I feel just a little bit weird about it, I think to myself, does that align with scripture? Does that thought that I just have had align with the word of God? Is that something that I would want God to say to me or something that God would say to me? Because if it does not align with scripture and it does not align with the word of God, then I need to take captive that thought and say, no, I'm not going to think that and turn it on its head and reverse it. So when I think to myself, oh, I uh, just really feel ugly today, I need to take captive that thought and say, no, I'm not going to think that, and turn it on its head and say to myself, in Jesus Christ, I am made whole, 
I'm made beautiful and wonderful. And I um, rearrange my thought patterns, guys. And your, um, your thoughts have such a power over you. I think we forget it sometimes, but just like, just like words, outward, audible words have very, very much power in the spiritual realm, so do your thoughts. Your thoughts have a lot of power over you guys. And when you think to yourself something over and over and over again, and you get in that pattern of thinking it to yourself, and you don't, you only think the negative things, it's going to affect your mental health, your spiritual health, and maybe even your physical health. Um, and we see that with like eating disorders, people get in those thought patterns of thinking to themselves, I am so fat, I'm so fat, I'm so fat. And then it starts to affect their physical health, guys. Their physical health starts to diminish because they're not eating and they're working out too much and they're having very, very poor nutrition. And um, if you're listening to this and you have or you are currently, have in the past or are currently having trouble with some form of eating disorder, first off, please get help and tell somebody that you trust. Um, but also, before you have a meal, pray to yourself. Well, no, no, to God. Pray to God. <laughs> pray to God that he would um, give you the appetite and maybe even the courage to eat that meal and ask God that every bite you put into your body, that it would nourish your body and it would make you feel better and that he would um, give you the strength to eat the rest of the meal and to finish it and um, just that you will not walk away from that meal feeling ugly or undeserving or shameful, but that you'll walk away from that meal feeling powerful because you just nourished your body and you did the right thing by taking care of yourself. And um, I just want you to know now that if you're listening to this and you struggle with um, food or calories or anything like that, I want you to know that food is not your enemy. Food is not your enemy. And when I say that to myself, I think about um, <laughs> Finding Nemo whenever they're like, friends, fish, what do they say? <laughs> fish are friends, not food. I think to myself, um, <laughs> like, food is friends, not enemies, or something like that. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, whatever helps you nourish yourself, do it. And make yourself better and stronger. And um, please just talk to somebody. I'm not an expert on this topic, but if you have my Instagram or my number or my Facebook or whatever, and you are struggling with this, I would love to talk to you more about this um, specific topic and my personal story um, and give you guys any sort of love or advice that I can because... I know that it is such a hard struggle to be in, and sometimes when you get in it so deep, you think maybe there's not even any way out. But I want to assure you guys that there is always a way out. There is always a way that you can reverse and start over again, 
and try to um, recover and get better. Um, God is always, I like to think of it as, I know people always say that God is one step ahead of you, but in these kinds of situations, I like to think that God is just following behind you so that if you um, fall backwards, he's there to catch you. Or if you need to turn around, he's there to help you walk away. And that is so true in this case. If you're in an eating disorder and you feel trapped and shameful and you don't even want to get better, God is right there and he's waiting and he's holding out his hand, ready to take your hand and guide you in the right direction. Um, and please remember that I always, okay, so I always tell my friends if they're um, saying something about themselves, like if one of my friends is like, oh, I just look so ugly, then I tell them, hey, be nice to my friend, because I like them, and it's, I mean, it's true, like, be kind to yourself, and some of us are very, very hard on ourselves, give yourself a little bit of grace, you know, not too much, of course, like, <laughs> hold yourself accountable and be responsible, but Please don't be so hard on yourself that it's unhealthy um, because your thought patterns really do change everything. They change everything. And it's, I know that um, it's not the same thing as speaking audible words, but you're still speaking these things over yourself whenever you think them in your head. And our thoughts and our words have so much power in, especially in the spiritual realm, we have the verses that talk about, like, we can move mountains with our voices. And God spoke the universe into existence. Literally, it was just a word. Or, well, I guess three words. Let there be light. But literally, God did not have to lift a finger to make the world. He spoke it into existence. And so I think that goes to show just how powerful our words really can be. They, I do, I honestly believe that the things that you say have an eternal impact. I really do. When I, that's, I try to be very careful about the things that I say because, I mean, when I say things like, I don't know, like a crude joke or something, I don't know what kind of impact that could be having on somebody that is listening or somebody that's down the block. And, I mean, we have research that shows that sound waves don't stop. They literally just keep going unless there's something there that, like, um, absorbs them. But even then, they they just keep going. Sound waves don't stop. And if there's something that they hit, they just bounce off of it and go in the next direction. And, I mean, it's fascinating that sound waves literally don't stop. Like, it's hard, it's hard to think about that they just keep going. And I think that's one of the reasons that we have telescopes that keep on discovering new universes because God because God's original words let there be light are still ringing out in the nothingness creating more and so um yeah i think that just goes to show how powerful our words can be that's just my personal belief um you need to don't don't take this 
as gospel, you need to pray about it and research it yourself. I am not Jesus, and I'm not your pastor. You need to think about it yourself and talk to God about it. But I really do believe that things are still being created because God's words are still ringing out into the world, you know, the universe. Um, so, yeah, don't discount your words. Be kind to yourself. And um, remember your identity in Christ. You are wonderfully and beautifully made. Oh, how beautiful, my darling. Oh, how beautiful. Um, also, one last tip. If you are really, really struggling with this, um, something that helps me is to get a little note card or a sticky note and write down Bible verses or, um, like, cute quotes and put them on the mirror so that when I look at myself, I read them and I thank them to myself. And then sometimes I even say them out loud over myself to remind myself. So, yeah, that's, um, my little tidbit. And please remember that if you need prayers or love or help or anything or just someone to talk to, I'm always there and my DMs are always open. Uh, my Instagram is at dabigail.jacobs. That's D-A-B-I-G-A-I-L period Jacobs. J-A-C-O-B-S. And yeah. Thank you so much for listening. So that was episode 14 of Adventures with Abigail. And I hope that you guys enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I can't believe that I'm already on episode 14. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys have a good rest of your day or your night or whatever time it is that you're listening to this now. And yeah, bye!